Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network. Internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hey, this is John Preston, Marine Combat Veteran and Pacific Records Recording Artist. Hi, just reaching out to have you check out our new album, Battle Cry, Sons of America's Heroes, an album featuring phenomenal other combat veteran artists like Scott Brown of the Scooter Brown Band, Brian Weaver, Rowdy Johnson, just an incredible mix of people. This is all veterans telling our stories and our lives, and we're giving 100% of our proceeds to the Valkyrie Initiative to help veterans and first responders integrate back into society. I, myself, I've battled with post-traumatic stress for many years and lost my own brother, a Marine Corps veteran, to suicide. I ask that you step with us and make this happen. We are in pre-order right now and release on March 17th. Go to iTunes, go to Amazon, bye, bye, bye. We plan on making the charts and making it at a very high level, and your support right now makes a difference. This is the release of my new song, Superman Falls, which is actually about the loss of my own brother, which happened last year. And I would love for everyone to check it out, to listen, and hopefully it'll make a difference in If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-553-8687. That's 800-553-8687. Again, 800-553-8687. This is Slickery Trigger for Rebel Road Tactical. With proper care and feeding, your pistol will be ready when you need it there to save your life. Shouldn't your gear be that good? Whether you need a holster for comfortable everyday carry or a tough as nails holster for your next training course, Rebel Road Tactical has what you need. Check us out on the web at rebelroadtactical.com. Sometimes riders feel lost, unsure why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our writing into full maturity. At Black Wolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable writers to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a writer's bio for your websites. 
Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your writing into maturity. For a full list of services, visit blackwolfeditorial.com. Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. Get your free inventor's information. Call 1-800-353-6490. That's 1-800-353-6490. Again, 1-800-353-6490. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Welcome to the Hardcore Patriot. This is dangerous, son. You gotta know how to handle it. One wrong move and you're done for. And now, here's your host, Alan Ray. Today on the Hardcore Patriot, Safe Space Rebellion, the 25th Amendment, and Hillary Clinton's got a brand new bag. Welcome to the show, everybody. We got a big one for you today. And the weekend is so close, you can taste it. So what do I always say? Let's kick it. Told you it was going to happen. Here we are with another edition of the Hardcore Patriot. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Alan Ray, your humble host, broadcasting from this, the cornfields of southeastern Michigan, uh, where, as we speak, there's a tractor in every field. 
Uh, they're getting them seeds in the ground. Time to get them gardens going around here. Yes, it is. Everybody seems to be planting. And, uh, you know, <laughs> kicking it right off the bat, last episode, just this last episode, I told you this was going to happen. Donald Trump's next battle is going to be whether he is mentally fit to run the country. Whether you agree with it or not, I'm just going to throw it out there and you can have uh, have your way with it what you want. Scanning through the headlines this morning. Now remember, I, I got I to gotta make this uh, clarification to you. My version of headlines in the morning are things like uh, constitutional law, um, government politics, world politics, history, uh, but just scanning through some of the headlines, here we go, all of a sudden. Uh, I'm going to read some of them to you. Uh, the Bloomberg View. No, 25th Amendment isn't the way to boot Trump. Um, CommonDreams.org. Many Americans believe Trump unfit to serve. Uh, the Wall Street Journal. 25th Amendment? Forget it. Uh, Vox. Oh, I love Vox. Yeah. They're, uh, they're special. They're very special people. They're kind of like the, uh, the National Enquirer of the Internet world. Uh, their headline, Will the 25th Amendment save us? Oh, we're all dying. Oh, boy. Um, well, 25th Amendment, you know what that means, right? That means they are starting to beat the drums. Whether on the agree with it or disagree side, the drums are being beaten. If Donald Trump gets through this uh, Russian investigation, did he tell Comey not to investigate, yada, yada, this whole idea of impeaching the president, they're going to go after his fitness to run the country, whether he's mentally unstable, uh, yada, yada. It's driving me nuts. So let's look, number one, at the actual Constitution, the actual 25th Amendment. It's labeled Presidential Disability and Succession. Section 1 is in case of the removal of the president from the office or of his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. First of all, that poses a big problem to the left because in their uh, wildest fantasies that they seem to be carrying out, what's going to happen is, is they're going to somehow get rid of Donald Trump, and somehow there's going to be another election. And somehow their queen, Hillary Clinton, is going to win this election, and then all will be right with the world. So if you're on the left, let me read this to you one more time, okay, just so you get it. Uh, the, the, the 25th Amendment, um, Section 1, in case of the removal of the president from office or of his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. Imagine that. Uh, but what they're focusing on is Section 4. Section 4, and I'm going to read this whole thing to you because I, on this show, I want you to, I want you to walk away from this, this broadcast, being a little bit more educated. Even though sometimes I don't act like I'm very educated, I still, you know, I look into things like this. Section 4 says, reading it, whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, 
transmit to the President pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the Vice President shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office of, as acting President. There it is, again, the Vice President takes office, there's not another massive vote. Thereafter, when the President transmits to the President pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that no inability exists, he shall resume the powers and duties of his office unless the Vice President and a majority of either the principal officers of the Executive Department or of such other body as Congress may by law provide Transmit within four days to the President pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Thereupon, Congress shall decide the issue, assembling within 48 hours for that purpose, if not in session. If the Congress, within 21 days after the receipt of the latter written declaration, or if Congress is not in session within 21 days after Congress is required to assemble, determines by two-thirds vote of both houses, of both houses, that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the Vice President shall continue to discharge the same as acting President. Otherwise, the President shall resume the powers and duties of his office. So, what... What a lot of people on the left and what these drums are starting to beat uh, is that they want Donald Trump to be found unfit for his office. They want him to be found crazy. They want him to be found somehow incompetent. They've been beating the drums on this and they started out a little bit in the background, a little soft. Well, they're getting louder and they're getting louder and you're going to keep hearing this 25th Amendment. The problem with this is, and the reason why some people are disagreeing even on the left, is it doesn't solve their big problem. And their big problem is they not only lost the presidency, they lost the Senate, the House. They lost now the Supreme Court. They lost several governorships, several state appointed offices or state elected offices. They lost a lot. And by declaring the current president unfit for office, all it does is just uh, brings up the vice president. And whether you agree with Donald Trump or not, whether you like Donald Trump or not, whether you think he's crazy or not, well, it's not going to really solve the problem of making Hillary their queen. So you got a lot of people uh, fighting this, even on the left, because they see the problems ahead. Just kind of makes me laugh a little bit, that's all. Uh, I told you it was going to happen, and it's coming true, and I think these drums are going to get louder and louder. And uh, they, and like I said, what they want to happen is an actual recall of the election. Oh, yes, the, the leadership on the left would literally love to find some kind of evidence of collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians because what their dream is, their fantasy 
is that it would make this entire election of 2016 illegitimate, and they would have to start from square one. And of course, they're going to roll out their queen, Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Rodham Clinton started a new, an, a new PAC, Political Action Committee, uh, if that's what you really want to call it. It's called Onward Together. Oh, Hillary, 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 please just go back in the woods. You're annoying. But we're going to address this issue. We're going to light this fire. We're going to go for it anyways. Um, <laughs> this is so hypocritical of her. Uh, Theweek.com come out with an article and it, it's kind of snarky and, and totally anti-Hillary. It says, if first you don't succeed, try, try again. So the old proverb instructs. Uh, when that didn't work out for Hillary Clinton, she discovered another one. If you can't beat them, join them. And this is the problem with Hillary's new uh, little uh, uh, political action or whatever you call it. I guess it's just a, a resistance movement that she's funding. Uh, pretty much anti-government at this point in time. Uh, but the article goes on to say, and this is in theweek.com, uh, written by Edward Morrissey. It says, During the 2016 campaign, Clinton took every opportunity to promise a reversal of the 2010 Supreme Court decision in the Citizens United case. Starting in May 2015, the Democrat told a gathering of her top donors that she planned to use the court's decision on political speech and campaign finance as a litmus test for her nominees to the Supreme Court, eventually hoping for a reversal of the precedent. That position remained unchanged all the way through to the final presidential debate with Donald Trump when Clinton argued that the American, American needed a Supreme Court that will stand up to Citizens United, a decision that has undermined the election system in our country because of the way it permits dark, unaccountable money to come into our electoral system. Well, uh, <laughs> she started this Onward Together movement. And this article goes on to say clearly some kinds of dark and unaccountable money are more dark and unaccountable than others. Because after two failed attempts to win the presidency, Clinton has formed a new political group called Onward Together, which will raise money for and encourage engagement in so-called resistance groups that oppose President Trump and his agenda. More than ever, I believe citizen engagement is vital to our democracy, Clinton explained in a series of tweets announcing the group. We're launching Onward Together to encourage people to get involved, organize, and even run for office. No, what she's hoping for is a coup. Let's just face it. Let's just get right down to brass tacks. What Hillary Clinton is, is hoping for is that all of the people that voted her for her rise up and just rush Washington, D.C. and run every GOP member out of that whole city so she can be uh, announced as queen. That's what she wants. But she's going to settle uh, for this little foundation that she's come up with in order to try to thwart everything that President Trump is doing. Everything that a uh, GOP 
Congress is trying to pass. She's just a bitter old hag these days, isn't she? Well, I went on this uh, Onward Together site. (laughs) I didn't get far because if you don't give them your email and you don't give them uh, some kind of money, you probably aren't going to get too far. But hey, that's Hillary Clinton, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, right off the bat, when you open the Onward Together website, is a quote from the Queen. It says, resist, insist, persist, and enlist. Look at she can rhyme. Aw, isn't that cute? The problem with uh, this whole idea of what she's doing stems from her history in uh, raising money. And you look at the Washington Times, and they even talk about Clinton's pay-to-play politics as Secretary of State. And the Washington Times article uh, points out a couple of facts that 85 of the 154 people that met with her while she was Secretary of State were donors. Those 85 out of 154 people donated a total of $156 million to what? The Clinton Foundation. 40 of those 85 donors gave her more than $100,000. And this Onward Together uh, organization that she's bringing up now is calling on an old-time friend of hers, Dennis Chang, from where? The Clinton Foundation. And he's going to help her raise funds. Here's some other interesting facts about uh, Hillary Clinton's history of raising money. While she was Secretary of State, Australia and the UK doubled and even tripled donations. You know, Hillary Clinton uh, has pretty much lived her life as a politician. And her total net worth last year was somewhere between 35 and $50 million. On a politician's salary? Really? And if you go on the Clinton Foundation site, it touts that 87% of donations go directly to programs that improves people's lives. Uh, by peoples, does that mean the Clintons? Because they're peoples. I think that's where most of the money uh, goes to uh, uh, directly uh, improve lives. You know, her history is just that whole Clinton Foundation thing. I know Bill started it. And what it is, if you really actually dig into the Clinton Foundation, it is a uh, basically a group if you will, of different uh, charities run by the Clintons that supposedly go worldwide and, and do all of this good for people. The problem is, is they do a good job of the shell game of covering up where the money comes from and a lot of times where it goes. $50 million net worth? Hmm. Makes you wonder where some of that money goes, huh? Well, now, all of a sudden, she wants everyone that voted for her to magically uh, start giving her money to thwart the evil right. 
really, quite honestly, uh, let's face it, and, and I'm speaking to you, especially if, if you oppose me politically, if you are on the left side of the spectrum, I'm talking to you specifically. Do you really trust her with your money? Hasn't she already proven that she can't be trusted? I mean, just look at her career. Even before she was any kind of politician, even when she was the first lady. And even trace it back to Arkansas. She has just fallen from one scandal into another, into another, into another. And every one of them have something in common. They involve her making money through the back door of something. I don't think I'd give her a bag of empty pop bottles to cash in, to tell you the honest truth. And then the whole the whole problem with this Clinton Foundation, or, or not the Clinton Foundation, <laughs> but our together, is just the bitterness uh, and, and just the belligerence of the entire foundation. I'm going to read their mission statement. This is what Onward Together's mission statement is. Onward Together is dedicated to advancing the vision that earned nearly 66 million votes in the last election. See, she's bitter. She's rubbing that in everybody's face. I won the popular vote. Yeah, but just not in the right places, Hillary. Sorry. That's how the elections work. Um, carrying on. By encouraging people to organize, get involved, and run for office... Onward Together will advance progressive values and work to build a brighter future for generations to come. In other words, she's coming out and saying that uh, she wants to basically force socialism, ram it down our throats. Uh, and by encouraging people to, quote, organize and get involved, she probably wants violent riots and massive protests. Uh, but carrying on, uh, citizen engagement at every level is central to a strong and vibrant democracy. In recent months, we've seen what's possible when people come together to resist bullying, hate, falsehoods, and divisiveness, and stand up for a fairer, more inclusive America. From the Women's March to airports where communities are welcoming immigrants and refugees to town hall meetings in every community, Americans are speaking up and speaking out like never before. The challenges we face as a country are real, but there's no telling what we can achieve if we approach the fights ahead with the passion and determination we feel today and bring that energy into 2017, 2018, oh, oh, wait, she skipped a year, and 2020, ooh, and beyond. And then she says, onward. <laughs> From the Women's March, where they basically uh, were threatening a coup against the sitting government. Airports where they welcome illegal immigrants to the country. America is speaking up and speaking out like never before. Yeah, they spoke up and they spoke out pretty well this last election, I thought. They spoke up and spoke out against progressivism, against socialism, against huge government programs that break nations. That's what they spoke out against. They spoke out against you, Hillary. You couldn't even win against Donald Trump. You blew it. Nobody wants your style of politics anymore. Maybe if you wouldn't have screwed Bernie Sanders over, you would have been a little bit more popular. 
she just it's maddening it's maddening that she's even come back out of the woods it really is and and what she wants for us for you and I the people of the United States is is pretty much a government like they have in Greece Germany Venezuela oh yeah 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 that Venezuela right there that's still imploding that's still going downhill that's still collapsing in on itself that government oh and and, and Greece yeah here here's some news in Greece this is from Al Jazeera of all places Says Greek politicians have approved more pension cuts and tax hikes sought by international lenders to unlock another bailout. As angry demonstrators protested outside Parliament over the new round of austerity. That austerity, by the way, is uh, they've given everybody everything for so long that they've run out of other people's money and now they're having to take it all back because they can't afford socialism. Socialism is very expensive to a government. If the government has its own way of making money, well, then they can afford to do it. But unfortunately, in the United States, the only way the government should be able to make money is through taxes. And quite honestly, um, we fight taxes because what I do during the day, the sweat that runs down my face when I'm working sometimes, uh, coming home, working 70 hours a week like I have several years in a row, I like to keep the money that <clears throat> I earn. Yeah, I know there's this little uh, philosophy out there. Well, if everybody gives a little bit, then nobody will do without. Yeah, the problem is, is that little bit has grown to like 35, 40, 45% of my total income through hidden taxes, straight taxes, all kinds of taxes. Every time you turn around, there's a tax on this, a tax on that. You take away some of that tax, and maybe people can afford to feed their kids. Nobody will have to go to bed hungry. And then you look at the government, who just basically spends billions upon billions upon billions of dollars on stupid things. Things that don't even make sense. Wasteful. Ignorant. Just drives me nuts. But anyways, carrying on in Greece... So the measure, which entails $5.4 billion in cuts to be implemented in 2019 and 2020, were backed late on Thursday by all 153 members of parliament and Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras' ruling coalition after a fiery debate. The leftist-led government hopes that legislating the multi-bill four days before Eurozone finance ministers meet in Brussels will convince its lenders to release 7.5 billion euro bailout ahead of looming debt repayments in July. And now the people who have grown used to getting all their free stuff are taken to the streets. And some of them are being a little bit violent. They're throwing uh, bottles of gasoline lit with rags, Molotov cocktails, through windows. They're doing horrible, horrible things over there. Why? Well... Saying it best is because socialism is a great government until you run out of other people's money. 
See, you train people to be dependent on the government. You train people, you condition them, generation after generation, that they can't exist without big brother federal government. The problem is, is when big brother federal government runs out of tax dollars, or they overextend, or they fall on hard times, some type of financial collapse, well, then you have an entire nation of citizens that can't fend for themselves, that can't go out and do for themselves. They rely on the freebies they're given from this benevolent government. And when those freebies stop coming, they revolt. That's why you have what you have in Venezuela today. It's all going south. All of these Euro-socialists and hardcore socialist governments, they're failing. It's not happening. And they want to bring that form of government here. Hillary Clinton insists that that is the best move that America can make. Oh yeah, they disguise it as progressivism. It's progressive. Yeah, progressively getting worse. The last eight years under Barack Hussein Obama saw nothing but violence, protests in the streets, disrespect for law enforcement and laws. That's the biggest thing. The disrespect, the disrespecting of law enforcement and the laws. Well, that law shouldn't even exist, so I'm not going to obey it. Well, you know, there's a lot of laws I think are stupid too, but you know what? You got to obey them because they were passed. They're part of our system. I've always been of the thorough belief that they should just start going back through, backtracking through a lot of these laws and getting rid of a lot of them that just don't apply today. Throwing them out. Really, honestly, I mean, you go to, especially in the federal government, they have to have a building, an entire building donated to law. It's insane. So much for a free nation. We've just basically legislated ourselves to death. And now, oh, Hillary Rodham Clinton wants to come in there, and uh, she wants to, to throw progressivism in there, which basically, uh, what I've seen of progressivism, the experience I've had with progressivism, number one, it's socialist. Number two, it's lawlessness. Anything that has to do with a law, they just they snub their nose at. Instead of going through the proper channels and trying to get somebody to overturn a law, they just ignore it. Yeah, well, social justice and all. We're doing this in the name of social justice. And basically what she's trying to fund here through this uh, new uh, little toy that she's got, she's trying to fund an insurrection, basically. Yeah, she's disguising it. She's not calling it that. That's exactly what it is. It's an insurrection. So they need to keep real close track of what she's doing. And not only that, but they also need to make sure that she's being honest of where the money's coming from and where it's going. Because I suspect a lot of it is going to go in her own pocket. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Safe Space Rebellion. Here's another movement that's starting, and this one's a good one. We'll be back in just a second. Hang on to 
In this day and age, universities, colleges, campuses all across the nation have become synonymous with safe spaces. It's amazing how these uh, how these universities have become a bastion of of catering to these students, teaching them that if somebody disagrees with you, you should just curl up into a ball and start screaming until you get your way. And it just just as it seems like the entire collegiate system is just making you so crazy you want to just pull your hair out. Along comes a young lady named Professor Louise Richardson. Professor Louise Richardson is from Oxford University. And an article uh, from uh, Kieran Corcaran in the uh <laughs> And here we go again, folks. Every time, I'm going to chase a rabbit here for a second. Every time you get something that's that's totally insane, like these uh, safe spaces, shouting down uh, politicians, uh, doing some of the, the dunderheaded ignoramus things that sometimes college students do. And if you look back in the 60s, they did a lot of it too. Everybody had the rebellion. When it gets too far off track, there's backlash, okay? Every time, every time you see something this ignorant, you see backlash after a while. People get fed up, and all of a sudden, one person breaks the ice. And once that ice is broken, the entire thought process goes, you know what, you people are stupid, you need to sit down and shut up. And now it's starting, okay? Last episode, I spoke to you about some uh, legislation in different states that they're introducing that basically tells these students you know, people that don't agree with you have the right to speak on college campuses, too. If you don't like it, don't show up. If you show up and start screaming, yelling, being disruptive, and not letting other people have their free speech, too, you're going to get thrown out of college. Well, we have this Oxford University, Professor Louise Richardson, who, by the way, did I tell you, she's the vice chancellor. She's attacking the space, uh, safe space culture. She says that cosseted students need to learn to face up to political views which might differ from their own. Uh, in this article, Richard, an expert on terrorism, blamed indulgent parents and the echo chamber of social media for acclimatizing, acclimatizing, I'm just stumbling all over my words today, students to an atmosphere where they always get their way. Her comments emerged in a recent interview with the Irish Times, where she also spoke disapprovingly of the no platforming movement to ban controversial speakers from campus. She said, it may be that middle-class children have been too cosseted by their professional parents, and it may be in part accentuated in social media where we tend to operate within echo chambers of like-minded people. And you know, that is true about social media. I mean, you friend people that have similar ideas, similar views. Her intervention comes as another high-profile university head took the opposite stance. Okay, they have to have the opposite. Uh, Morton Shapiro, the president of Northwestern University in Illinois, recently defended safe spaces. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, he said he loves safe spaces because they let students feel strong enough to engage with other views. No, I don't. He also said that protecting the First Amendment isn't absolute. Really? 
Protecting the First Amendment is not an absolute? You're in the wrong nation there, sunshine. Maybe you ought to go to, I don't know, Venezuela or Greece. You're starting to see it. One professor spoke up. Now you're going to hear more. You're going to hear more. You see, they're getting tired of the safe space generation. They're getting tired of having to coddle these kids and adults. Unfortunately, adults, too. Somebody offends them. Somebody says something they don't like. They want coloring books and crayons and being locked in a room. What's going to happen when there's really a crisis in this nation? What's going to happen when something really goes down? We're not going to be able to depend on some of these generations coming up. They're going to curl up into a ball and hide in the closet. They'll starve to death, laying there, wishing that somebody would just come along and do something for them. See, they don't realize that sometimes, a lot of times, most of the times actually, if you don't do things for yourself, it's not going to get done. If somebody disagrees with you, you can look at them and smile and say, well, that's interesting. You can agree to disagree. It's okay. See, we have taught these generations coming up that it's not okay to disagree with each other. Disagreement means hatred. And they truly believe that. They truly believe that if you disagree with something they say, you hate them. That's not the fact. On a day-to-day basis, these very kids probably mingle with and interact with people that they have no clue have completely different views and ideas that they have. But yet, if it comes to light, automatically they scream, well, you hate me, and they run away and they want to color, or they want to, I don't know, who knows what they do in safe spaces. I don't really want to know. But they get coddled. And this professor's right. She's absolutely right. How are you going to survive in the real world? How are you going to actually be a productive member of society? What are you going to do in the first board meeting that you sit in and you come up with an idea and the president of the company looks at you and says, that's a horrible idea. That's terrible. Where, where would you even come up with that? And it's kind of brutal to you. Are you just going to collapse in a heap in the middle of the floor? And the other realization, just thinking of it, most of you aren't going to end up in a boardroom. Sorry, that's life. Most of you are going to end up doing some mundane, drudge, day-to-day process of a job that you hate. And what are you going to do when a customer is staring you down and you have to be good to that customer and that customer's wearing a pin or a t-shirt or something that flies in the face of your political beliefs? Are you going to start screaming at them and lose your job and go from job to job to job because you get fired every 35 days because you can't control your emotions? You've never learned how to be courteous, respect other people's opinions? I can't tell you how many times a day I face other people that have completely varying opinions. And you know what? We still get along. Some of us are very good friends because we realize that even though we don't agree politically, there's other places we connect. That's the way life works. That's the way reality works. And I think that's the problem with giving these kids safe spaces, with giving these young adults safe spaces. You're teaching them that that's not the way life works. 
that you can just have your own opinion and scream in the face of anybody else that opposes you. And these foundations, like what the, the bitter old hag has come up with, this onward together, it reinforces that kind of behavior. It tells you it's okay to have an insurrection against your government. Absolutely insane. Well, we're running down towards the end of the show. I want to throw a few more things at you. This one is healthy. This one's a good one. You know, I talk about exercise, running. Uh, there's a lot of, of exercise that's very strenuous. There's a lot of exercise that, that can really tax your body. Running's one of them. Yeah, it does help you live longer. Lifting weights, another one that, uh, man, I, I kind of went whole hog uh, the day before yesterday, and I'm still a little bit sore. I'm back to running again. I'm back to getting out and kicking up my heels now that I'm uh, done with this disease that I had. I don't know what the heck that was, but it hit suddenly. And actually, for the first time in two and a half years, I had to go to a doctor. But in The Guardian, uh, there is a uh, an article that says, Walking three hours weekly can boost brain functions and stave off dementia. Dementia is a huge problem, okay? I've actually done some articles about dementia when I was in college. Uh, it's touched my life. I've had uh, relatives that have fought mild dementia. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it was due to an operation that they had, and, and they just lost parts of their memory, and, and they would forget where they're going and stuff. Um, and at first, we thought maybe they had Alzheimer's, but it, it came back, and they lived out their life. Uh, but dementia is a serious problem, and, and I, I'm kind of an advocate. If I'm an advocate about anything, it's brain health. It's brain health and staving off this type of, uh, of, of disease. But let me go on to read a little bit of this article. It says, a moderate intensity walking regimen may reduce symptoms of mild cognitive impairment that are linked to poor blood vessel health in the brain, a small study suggests. Participants with vascular dementia who walked three hours per week for six months had improved reaction times and other signs of improved brain function, the Canadian team reports in British Journal of Sports Medicine. Vascular cognitive impairment, or VCI, refers to mildly impaired thinking or more advanced dementia that's due to the same kinds of blood vessels damage seen with heart disease elsewhere in the body. Uh, it is well established that regular aerobic exercise improves cardiovascular health and cerebrovascular health, the study's senior uh, author, Teresa Louis Ambrose, told Reuters Health. More specifically, it reduces one's risk of developing chronic conditions such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and high cholesterol. Um, these chronic conditions have a negative impact on the brain, likely through compromised blood flow to the brain, uh, so walking, what she's saying is, re it, it reverses that. It actually opens up those blood vessels. Let your brain function again. You know, just a, a and it's kind of funny, um, just a few years before I graduated from college, the thinking was that when you were uh, reached puberty, your brain literally stopped growing. It stopped uh, developing neurons. By the time I graduated from college, my last class called Brain Development, they had actually realized that your brain can rebuild itself, that neural pathways can be reestablished. That's huge. And I don't know if you know this or not. If you don't, you need to know this. Your brain is like any other muscle in your body. If you don't stay healthy, if you don't use it, 
if you don't stretch it, if you don't open to new ideas, associate with other people, think hard thoughts, do things that are new to you, well, it shrivels up. It doesn't work as effectively as it used to. And now they're saying if you get out and just walk, walking is not a hard exercise. It's a nice, vigorous walk. On a day like today, especially where it's beautiful, a little cool, does you a world of good. So get out there. It's summertime almost, late spring. Get out there and start taking advantage of these days. Three times a week, four times a week, get out there and walk. Get out there and run. Do what you need to do to keep yourself healthy, keep yourself going. Because remember, you keep that brain exercise as well. We need more thinking people in this nation. More leaders, less sheep. Hey, we're winding it down. I'm Alan Ray. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday. Uh, you can find me now on KLRN Radio at noon, Monday and Friday. Uh, or you can catch the podcast on Spreaker, on YouTube. I don't know if it's on iTunes yet. I'm going to have to check into that. But hey, remember, it's that time of year where there's a lot of graduation open houses, a lot of parties, a lot of things going on. If you drink, don't drive. If you ride, if the person you rode in with is drinking, don't get back in the car with them, especially if you're a, a teenager, if you're a young person. We want you alive. We want you healthy. We want you as a patriotic American. I'm Alan Ray. I'm the Hardcore Patriot. Join me next time. Until then, God bless you. God bless the USA. I'm out of here. You can find Alan Ray on Twitter at 2 cynical 65 or at the Atomic Doghouse 1965.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Patriot. Hillary Clinton. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.